this season I'm dedicated to talking with snowboarders about snowboarding during the best time to snowboard there ever was, when resort pal lasted for weeks, lift lines weren't invented yet, and neither were boots that worked. Boards would fall apart, jackets and pants were made out of water-soaking cotton, and had brand names like Team Buttocks, Skiers hated us, hell, everyone hated us. J.P. Walker was the only person who had done a double cork, and figure skating still ruled the Winter Olympics. You know, it probably still does. I, I don't know. Back in the day, a 20-foot backside air in a half-pipe was not even possible, and both Terrier and Michael Chuck could do them. Snowboarding nostalgia is the name of the game, and the name of this podcast is fucking rad. This year's first guest is Sean Kearns, one of the Whistler locals who decided to be a pro snowboarder before it was a thing you could be. Sean's accomplishments are too many to mention, but here's the highlight reel. Pro snowboarder on Santa Cruz, leader of the whiskey debauchery that preceded Jackass and changed the world forever. Sean filmed for Mac Dog, shooting movies with the Form 8 and advocated for fair payment terms for snowboard filmers. He started infamous management, helping guide the careers of guys like JP, Joe Sexton, Seth Hewitt, and Simone Chamberlain. Sean has been a friend of the podcast for years now, and the first time I interviewed him, I saw what I wanted to do with the show. Make it more professional, record with better equipment, be vulnerable with guests, and try to make the planet a radder place to live. These days, Sean's a long way away from breaking bottles on his head and stealing sheep, and that's where I needed to go to kick off season six, to Sean's place on Vancouver Island, to sort out my crazy mind. I didn't realize how scared I was going to be this year about doing the show again, mm-hmm. because I take summers off, which mm-hmm. I think is really important for me. And it's a, it's a winter sport, it's a winter show, mm-hmm. so I stop in May. But guess what? The fucking bomb hole started in May this year, mm-hmm. which is the bomb hole is fucking badass and they got videos and they got a soundboard where they, you know, air horns and shit. Hole? It's a podcast. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, I got this great guest selection. Well, now there's this new podcast that's got great guest selection, great audio. They've got videos. They've got merchandise. Like, is it they've stepped it up like a nine club or whatever it is? Yeah, like something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, the yeah. nine club of snowboarding. Yep. While you were saying that, I realized that I had the realization driving up the road. Yeah. Like, what I'm afraid of is that I know from experience that the way to be good at something is to do it. Mm -hmm. So taking the summers off and not practicing Mm -hmm. is like taking the summers off and not practicing. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. Like, coming back to it, you're going to be fucking scared. Mm -hmm. But my strength in the show is my guests. It's all it's ever been. Mm -hmm. It's not me. I'm learning with the show, but right from the beginning, I knew who the fucking guests have to be. Mm-hmm. It's snowboarding. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. easy. You guys were in the magazines. Did you have to get over this same fear? You said something about, oh, other people are doing it better, because that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. When you're in Whistler and the next generation comes up, mm-hmm. and you guys have filmed Whiskey, and you, you're fucking self-critical. You know the riding level that you guys are at, mm-hmm. and you see, oh, these next kids are coming up. Was there a moment where you were like, fuck snowboarding, I'm just going to quit. Like, it's done. Give it to the next guys. Because mm-hmm. that's how I feel about the podcasting. It's like, oh my God, fuck podcasting. It's going to be blown out. There's going to be people doing it better than me that came in. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get more listeners and they're going to be more popular. And I'm going to just be over here in a corner fucking talking to my two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have that? Because you didn't go on 
to quit snowboarding. Well, yeah. So yeah, hundred um, percent. And the like, oh god, it was the worst. Like I remember not only in snowboarding but skateboarding. I remember when the new crews would come along, and I would just feel, I'd be like, Ugh, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not. I, I, luckily for me, I had some people around me that would give me straight feedback. I'll always remember the day it happened. Um, Dan O'Pendergrass, you know, they say you're the friend, the good friends are the ones will tell you stuff you don't want to hear. And I'll always remember the day that I was at Baker and I was snowboarding with Bass and Dano and Dano was a photographer and we were just snowboarding. It was like around the contest, something like that. And there's good snow. And then Bass, you know, obviously has Baker dialed and just like, basically we're standing there in this mogul field and he punches it down this mogul field like straight and then there's like a you know a, a cat road and he just basically launches off it so fucking fast and is spinning like I don't know he's I was just like and then and then I I I went off it and then you know did a 360 or something I don't know whatever some shit and then uh, you know I wasn't taking care of myself in those days I was you know I, it was kind of like I, I was just partying way too much everything like that and I was a little bit delusional I thought you know me and Bass are ripping up Baker and then Dano I said something to Dano and Dano's like look dude watching the two of you go off that road was two different people two different everything like he punched it you whinged and he's like you're you know either get sick or get off you know like kind of whatever and and it was um uh you know daniel's delivery can definitely be rough but fuck dude it was like it was one of the hardest 24 hours of my life and it was like okay fuck like that's real feedback right what era is this what are we talking? We're talking nineteen twenty. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> like so, bass pro model bass. Like, like yeah, I think so. Yeah, I maybe yeah. I don't even know. But it was at the end of my shit. So then I was like, okay. Um, and luckily for me, I've always had this, or not always, but for most of my life, I've never blamed others. I cool. actually have been like, okay, what am I doing? Like, what don't I can't like I don't blame the new school kids. I would hate them. I'd hate <laughs> them, but I wouldn't be like there's something wrong with them it'd be like okay what am i doing and i would just get real clear like i'm not willing to do that right i'm not willing to do that right now so i'm not willing to do that anymore and i'll tell you for me i heard stacy peralta say this in an interview he said that when he flourished was when he started he would got out of skateboarding and started the powell shit right the powell Mm -hmm. team and i would say the same of myself like when i flourished was when I fully flourished. I com- I fully committed to uh, making the best snowboard films I could make, which was not during whiskey time. That was the learning curve. <laughs> but when I yeah. when I got into you know got into the forum stuff, I I I basically was like uh, I was in a position where I can relate to these guys like no one else can because they know that I've at least snowboarded in front of camera. Yeah, I'm not, and they know how much respect I have for them, and that I'm, and I was very open, like, dude, I ain't willing to fucking do that shit, like whatever. Although I did used to lie and say, you know, don't make me come up there and go off that fucking <laughs> thing. I, I, I used to I, actually that's what I'd say. I say if I'm willing to go off this jump, we shouldn't be filming it. Right. That's what I'd say. I'd, I'd be like, don't, don't, don't even buy. If I'm willing to do what you're trying, yeah. we're not filming it. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's, so, that's so harsh, but so awesome. Too. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I there's there's some stories where because ultimately it was the same kind of thing. Like the so anyway, I think I flourished during that, and I was able to. They saw that I wasn't just, and maybe not all of them. I don't think all the forum team liked it, but the other ones that some of them that did. 
uh, appreciate. They're like, how was that? And I'd be like, dude, you fucking kidding me? Small, like we're not, you know, or whatever. And they'd be like, okay, you know, or someone would land something and they'd, they'd like, people would be stoked or whatever. And then they'd come over to me and I'd be like, no, 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 no. And, and that's when I flourished was I was willing to give them direct feedback, but th- with a respect that I was like, look, I know what level you're holding yourself at. And that was not the level you're, it's not about me. Well, that's not true because I knew it wasn't <laughs> going to make it anyway, but, but that's, but it really was, it was a respect thing. Yeah. And I wasn't just sending them off stuff to, to kill themselves. Like we were super uh, calculated. Um, so anyway, that's, that's for me, I'll always remember when that pressure of me being a pro snowboard and being in front of the camera was lifted and it was like, oh, you don't have to do that anymore. And then I'm like behind the lens, which I'll be totally straight. Like, um, uh, there's a part of me that was like, uh, I was scared, you know, scared. And that actually wasn't my best thing to be in front of the camera, look at me, this and that. Um, so, and, and I was so relieved that I didn't have to do that anymore. But then I was like, I'm, these guys are committed to doing that, scaring the shit of themselves and doing the gnarly shit. And I'm going to do the best job I can to support them and keep them safe. Cool. And that, that's when I, cause I do, I care, I care a lot <clears throat> about people and I cared a lot about them. And so that was when, yeah, I don't know. That's, that was a, that was a big deal for me. I remember the relief of when I didn't have to be that anymore. Cause the pressure is gnarly, like not even you know me i was getting like a salary from santa cruz and quicksilver that was pretty minor right and um and uh you know and doing whatever else on the side to make money like soaking (laughs) down weed and fucking soaking down weed with a spray bottle and selling it to campers and shit like just soaking it down so it's weighed more oh yeah my my friend used to call me puddle buds He'd be like, oh, you could always buy a bag off Puddle Buds. And I'm talking like, dude, I'm talking like $5 bags and right, shit. I'm like, it's right. a fucking skid. Unreal, Anyway, um, they're put in a bad spot. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of them some of them have been power trippers and stuff. And Right, right. Um, there's and, a mix of people Yeah, there's a mix the of job. people. No one's perfect. But, you know, right. for the guy, a guy like Brett, who's from the heart, trying his hardest to keep budgets around, sell boards, working his ass off. And he's got to call his boy and say whatever. And he, dude, we, we died laughing. He's like, you're, he's like, you're actually taking a shit. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm taking a shit. Well, you're taking a shit, dude. Did and he, did he have to cut Sansalone at that time as well? I don't think he did because, uh, I don't even know if Sansalone did, uh, did he, did he stay on? Uh, I can't remember, but, but I think. I mean, Sansom obviously stayed on longer than I did, and he had, and for some reason, Joel loved Sansom too. So he had the sessions. Because the sessions, right? Yeah, which yeah. Joel just thought I was Joel. Joel, Joel, and I always had an interesting, co- <laughs> always always had an interesting back and forth. Let me put it that way. Nothing, nothing against him. Full respect for sessions and everything. We're yeah. just we're just different cats. That's all. The Sansalone connection, like I just remembered, like he's he should be on the show. That's why I'm talking about him. I want to get him on the show. He said he'll do it. He's one of those guys that just... I know a lot about his career because he was local. Like, mm-hmm. I would see him at Seymour. Mm-hmm. And for me, seeing Sansalone at Seymour, he was the man up there. He was like the head of the Seymour kids. And the Seymour kids included Roberta and Devin and so many people that mm-hmm. were like great snowboarders. But he was kind of like the king of it. Oh, I, sh- I should mention Keatley because he listens to every show. And... <laughs> And Sansalone on Santa Cruz was like there was a chance that he was just going to quit, but he he did he he hung on. He got that fucking option deal, 
Right. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't. I and don't... it was a trick that got him that. It was, oh, you mean the X game shit? The X yeah, games yeah, yeah, trick yeah, yeah, that yeah. he learned. Like that was like that's like one of my favorite memories is being at Seymour and seeing him learn that trick, and then seeing him two weeks later and he won the fucking X games. Yeah, gold. yeah. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? Sandstorm. Holy shit, yeah, dude. dude. Yeah. yeah then, well, he transitioned yeah. from. I guess at that point, probably transitioned from. You know, hardcore. I mean, that's why I got. San, uh, Sansom on Santa Cruz because uh, well what do you want to talk about right now yeah so can... you saw him you saw as a as a mentor of his did, when you saw him riding did you you're like okay this is because that's the thing there's there's I would imagine from your type of personality I don't know how you got over yourself enough to be like bring up the next generation oh dude that was uh like what are you saying man fuck no I just can't say <laughs> I mean you know Oh, I was going to talk about me and John, so I'll talk about me. Like, I could definitely come across like an asshole because I was, you know, raised by bullies to be a bully, and I was very unaware of what that even was. I just thought that's the way it was. But that made you stronger, and you passed that on to him. I'll tell you what it was like. So for me, coming up in snowboarding, it it was, first, at first, it was like, the reason I even got into it, it was so easy for me because of skateboarding. And then also, like, when I got into snowboarding, everybody's doing these weird-ass ballerina tricks like <laughs> whatever and i was like what the fuck are these guys doing and then i always kind of ruled the i want to bring skateboarding into snowboarding style you right. know and and there was always pushback and whatever and it just whatever it, just, it was what it was and and um but you know Rankwit and roach and other people noah and all of them had the had the same same vibe going and that's how i got on santa cruz in the first place is because Rankwit saw that and whatever so anyway right. um and then so this was right when the big pant kind of thing came in and then also like smaller boards and chopping noses off and stuff. Yep. And I went to, so I was like a Santa Cruz pro, whatever that means. And I went to, I went to Seymour and I always remember this. I had this like 155 with the nose cut off and it was like super narrow Euro board. Like it was a towel with the nose cut off, oh, it was wow. a tail cut off, super narrow, but who cares? It was small. And then um, I was also, I was wearing like, basically black pants and black t-shirt but like big pants and basically like i was going skating you know and then and i went snowboarding it was there was a contest there something i'd never i knew swaro i'd never met sansloam Derek scott was in the mix too and we started snowboarding together and this day and it was like a slushy day and it was the first time that i'd ever felt like i was actually at the skate park skating because i was with four three three or four other guys that we were like ollieing stuff and it was like four dudes skating down the street versus uh whistler which you know all those guys and we were, we were all trying to shit but was pretty much like who can go the fastest and so then i just like i don't know i, I right away i was like there's something about sansom style he's a rad kid um and then i just i don't know i johnson and i well i'll speak for me <laughs> Our heart was always in the right place, and we're, we were super loyal to helping people. We helped a lot of people. We would always just be like, how can I help? That's Sean's bottom line. How can I help? Like, here's a problem. How can I help? And for me, it was, it is too. How can I help? What can I do here? So I was like, oh, this kid's sick. And then I think pretty quick, I got him on Santa Cruz and then Sessions. And then I'm like, you got to check this kid out. He's he's new school. He's total skate 
which is pretty funny because he ends up doing a backflip at X Games and then <laughs> and then goes in the total opposite direction. But whatever, like didn't, isn't that what he learned? Like a, a Wismer Twismer backflip or something? Anyway, backside rodeo or something, right? Switch backside rodeo. Yeah, sick. All, yep. all all the power to him, dude. That's awesome. And yep. anyway, so. You know, this is the thing about expectations. So, of course, I get him on Santa Cruz and Sessions, and I have this expectation that he's this skate kid, and he's cool, and he's loyal, and he has all the same values as me, but I never told him that, and I never even knew that's what I expected. Like, this is, here I am, 51 years old, learning, like, man, that was really harsh to that kid. Um, anyway, so then as Sandslom came came up, and, um, like, I started to notice that he wasn't exactly the way I wanted him to be. And so then I just work him because oh, wow. yeah, and and you know there it, it there was some times like he did have to get tough like he he took some serious abuse in New Zealand, dude, and he st- like we were rolling around like imagine rolling around with Boozy the Clown in a fucking camper, smashed windows like terrorists. Sansom comes on the trip with us, basically he 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 basically whatever did something that we didn't like, it wasn't that big of a deal actually, and. But you do something we don't like. But then he had to roll the rest of the trip with us. Oh, God. Dude, I cannot imagine a bigger nightmare. And we like, and he stayed in and he got shots. And I mean, dude, if that doesn't make you tough, I don't know what is. And I have huge respect for him for that because I would not have been able to do it. I would have been like, look, these guys, I'm out. Right. I'm going home. I'm crying. Like, whatever. He had to sleep in the camper with us and shit, dude. And we were like, wow. Working him. And he didn't do anything that bad. He just like, he did some little cheap tip maneuver. Actually, no, I'm going to tell you what he did. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he did was, and I remember it, and sorry, Kevin, but this is just whatever. What what we did is we were, him and Mike Hager were looking for, there's, oh, Jeff Logan was on the trip too. And I don't know if Jeff was, but Hager for sure. And Sansom, I think they wanted some, they wanted some weed, whatever. And, you know, me and Johnson hated that shit. We can bag weed, we can here, drink this. And um, <laughs> yeah, this is much better. And uh, and then anyway, so they, they bought they bought a bag or whatever. And then Sansom gets the bag and then he brings it into the camper and then he starts like divvying it up, you know, like, like I'm like, what the fuck? And, and, and the hangers, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Roll a fucking joint. And he's like, no, no, this is yours. And dude, that just like the, it's like, what the fuck? And then my back's up because I'm like, dude, you spoiled little shit. I've done so much for you. <laughs> the fuck like what are you gonna give me half your paychecks like i was so pissed you know <laughs> oh wow anyway i just like because for me that's like disrespectful and like you what you're gonna be cheap now you're gonna count every little penny so and then i'm like yeah honestly it that's just the way i saw it he probably was just like oh let's split this in half and i'll share with you and you share with me but right i just right. told myself a story as a cheap little prick <laughs> oh man so he got pretty abused dude and and uh but yeah it did make him tougher and uh, uh, dude like it's not it wasn't my place maybe to be the bully and abuse him but at the same time i'm like dude like all the power to him and you know i would imagine from that trip he probably grew a thicker skin about not caring what people think what he does 